0: Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Sulecki. And I'm PJ Doran. And this week we have Melissa Paris as our guest.
1: Moto America, the home of the AMA Superbike Championship, featuring 190 mile an hour superbikes, is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. Did you know you can get tickets, info, and the complete 2021 schedule at motoamerica.com. There will be nine rounds of the best racing on two wheels this year. All 20 Ono Superbike races are going to air live on Fox Sports. They're going to have a bunch of the action, including the King of the Baggers series that's returning this year. The Moly Junior Cup will also be on Fox Sports, as will Moto America Rewind and Inside Moto America. Supersport races this year are going to air live on MAV TV, so don't miss a minute of the action practice qualifying races and video you can get all that on demand at moto america live plus there's going to be unbelievable v-twin racing in the king of the baggers this year at three events road atlanta road america and laguna seca it's going to be a heck of a year dave follow moto america on twitter instagram and facebook
0: we've got some racing results from this last weekend
1: moto gp qatar 2 that's the second race they did there Mixed it up a little bit, Fabio Cortoraro, Yamaha teammate to last week's winner. Maverick Vinales came out on top of Jorge Martin and Johan Zarco came in second to get that right. It was Fabio Cortoraro at the front, followed by Zarco and Jorge Martin, the rookie who was a very early leader an incredible race, followed then in fourth by reigning champ Rins, and then Maverick Vinales, as mentioned, the previous week winner, Things of note on this race weekend were the only Hondas in the finishing order were the Repsol guys at 13th and 14th. They had their challenges in Qatar. So did one. Valentino Rossi the goat didn't do so well. Came out 16th after a very poor qualifying. He just never got it going. The overall standings currently show Johan Zarco on 40 points with a four-point advantage over Fabio Cortoraro and Maverick Vinales. It's early days we look forward to this season
0: this week's pit pass trivia question is who is the world's fastest female motorcycle racer more on that after our interview with melissa paris
1: Welcome back to Pit Pass, Super Fast Racer and Pit Crew member, Melissa Paris. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thanks for taking the time and joining us here today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: What's going on in your world today? Is it a motorcycle day or is it a child rearing day or are those always both the same day?
2: Yeah, those are always both the same day. I don't think either of them like give you a break, <laughs> which is a good thing, I think.
1: Yeah, so what's uh, what's the latest in your racing world? We're nearing the start of action in the Moto America series, where you've got a big, big hand in things, right?
2: Yeah, so I'm actually going to be working this year. I'll be crew chief for Hunter Denham and Stock Thousand and Superbike Cup. So pretty similar to what I did last year, but new rider since my old one moved on to the big Superbike ride and aside from that i'm also working with royal enfield on their build train race program so i'm mentoring seven ladies who are building up royal enfield gt 650s into road race bikes and then i get to teach them how to race
1: that is awesome that royal enfield program just continues to grow and royal enfield is growing i have multiple friends here in the middle of America who have recently bought brand new Royal Enfield. So whatever Royal Enfield's doing, like hiring people like you, their marketing, it's <laughs> totally working. And I mean their, yeah. their flat track involvement, they're they're everywhere right now, right? Are you gonna be involved in any of that stuff do you foresee, or is it specifically only this road race build?
2: It's funny because technically my only real position is in road racing, but I do still have my flat track bike that I built up to race last year. So I was asking Brianne Poland, who's the head of marketing, I was like, if there's any non-conflicting rounds, do do you think I could come out and race with the girls? And she was like, of course you can. So I'm really hoping I get to line up with those girls and race some more because... That thing is so much fun to ride. It's crazy. Like when I was building it, I was like, oh, this thing's going to be like a beast. I've only ever ridden like a 450 on a flat track. And I thought it was going to be like really terrifying, but it came together like really good. And it's actually such a treat to ride it. So I'm hoping I get to line up and bang bars with those girls some more.
1: That was going to be one of my questions was, what's the future of racing look like for Melissa? Because you, honestly, you're not getting to race as much now, right? You've really started spreading yourself around to say again, (laughs) nothing of being a mother.
2: (laughs) It's a bummer that I'm not getting to race as much as I would really like to. And like last year, I'd kind of tempered my feelings about working full-time in the Moto America paddock knowing that I'd probably have some opportunities to do some more world endurance. That's kind of like how I make myself feel better about it. Like, okay, I'm not racing Moto America, but I'll get to do some world endurance racing and maybe do a little bit of club racing. And then COVID happened and none of that, none of that materialized. So I hardly got to touch a road race bike last year and it was like heart wrenching and depressing. So for this year, Basically, Josh and I have planned for the whole first half of the year. We're not coming home. We're just going to pack up our whole family and all of our toys into our travel trailer. And between as many Moto America rounds as we can, we're just going to hit up some club races, maybe do some endurance racing. And we're bringing trail bikes so we can do some off-road riding. And like, it's just going to be the year of riding motorcycles. That's the plan.
0: So, Melissa, with the Build Train Race program, you're going to get to road race against uh, some of your female competitors. I'm just kind of curious. I mean, you're a racer at heart, so you put the helmet on and it's game time. What's it going to be like in that program? Is that a little friendlier, kind of a bragging rights thing, or is that uh, just serious outright racing for you?
2: So for the road race program, I'm actually not going to get to race because I'm kind of coaching all the girls. I'm just going to be teaching them on track. Well, I've actually been helping them with their builds and then I'll be coaching them on track and they're more in a mentor capacity. But I can tell you if it's anything like the flat track program, it is definitely being taken seriously. Last year, there was full- only four of us that did the flat track program. And yes, we were all friendly and nice to each other. But I can tell you that when we got on the track, they we were not friends. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to seeing these girls like flip that switch as well. Most of them don't have any race experience. So kind of behind the scenes, I've been like taking my notes of who I think is going to be the ax murderer on the racetrack. And I'm excited to see if I'm right or not.
1: That's awesome. The ax murderer. (laughs) I wanted to ask you like, do you guys street ride as a family? But it sounds like with what you've got planned for this year, uh, street riding probably doesn't fit. You know, you can only have so many bikes and I presume a trailer behind uh, some form of RV that's going to serve as Camp Hayes Paris.
2: Yeah, we've actually got this really awesome, last year we got a Heartland work. It's like a 40-foot bumper pull travel trailer. It's got a 13-foot garage in it, so you can fit quite a number of toys in it. But... We don't do much riding on the street. For one, Hawk's only three years old, so he's not quite there yet. His PW50 is not really like highway legal, so most of the fun we have is either on a racetrack or trails or things like that. We do usually keep one bike around the house just for running errands and things like that. But for the most part, I think Josh and I may have lost our maturity for riding on the street.
1: (laughs) yeah that's uh you're in the arguably the best place on the planet and why a lot of my friends moved to california at some point in their life is i can ride year-round relatively speaking but once you go racing yeah it's i have to have i ride a honda monkey around town and i'm nowhere near the talent that you guys were on road race bikes and a honda monkey is literally all i can be trusted with on the street otherwise debauchery and un, ensues
2: Yeah, totally. Yamaha actually gave us uh, an MT-10 that we borrowed, I think like two years ago. And I remember like, I just got to run to the post office. I'm going to like just jump on this thing. And I came home and Josh was like, how is it? And I was like, yep. I'm not riding that again or for sure you're going to be picking me up in jail. Like I'm going to get myself arrested. <laughs> so it was pretty funny because I'm, you know, you get on it and you know what the bike's capable of and there's just all these cars and they're in your way and you want to go fast and do wheelies and act silly and, and at some point you have to say, it's going to be super awkward if I have to ask someone to pick my kid up at preschool because I've just gotten arrested for reckless driving. <laughs> yep, and it happens
1: so fast. And yeah, you're not even going as fast as you, – you don't go what you would call fast. Like, oh, this is a leisurely yeah. pace. It is still so far past legal that it is frightening.
2: Yeah, I mean, I imagine even on your monkey, like you're probably wanting to like jump up on curbs and just be ridiculous, right? Like it's a motorcycle. They're meant for having fun and being silly. and.
1: Absolutely, I put Olin's, sh- I put Olin's suspension front and rear. <laughs> it is literally made to jump over things now. And yeah, it. you go slow enough, I figure I can talk my way out of it with a cop. I'm an adult.
2: Yeah, you usually can. It's just like that one guy, right? That's always the one guy that's got to ruin your fun. No sense of humor, and then and then your insurance rates are through the roof.
0: <laughs> you really got to think about once Hawk is in school and he can brag to his buddies that uh, his mom got arrested for speeding on her motorcycle.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've already got him pretty well trained. He calls my car a race car. So, like, his teacher, like, made a comment to me about, like, oh, Hawk was excited that you picked him up in the race car today. And I'm like, oh, uh, I've got him well trained. <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny when you're like trying to show off for your kid, right? Like, you want that's like you want your kid to think you're cool. So, you're like stuff I wouldn't even normally do. Like, it's kind of a joke around here that I'm like terrible at doing wheelies, but in the backyard, if Hawk is like, Mom, do a wheelie, like, dude, I'm doing it. Like, gotta make sure he thinks I'm cool.
1: That's awesome! Mom's riding wheelies in the backyard again. Yes, that is uh, something that uh, happens around our house too. I was riding wheelies in the backyard, as it happens, this very weekend. Good for you! How old Good for is you! Ha- How old is Hawk now? You say four?
2: He's three. Oh. Yeah, so he he just got a PW fifty for Christmas, and he's ripping on it. I caught Josh this morning on Vital MX trying to look up upgrades for it to make it faster. <laughs> so You've already um, pulled the
1: washer out of the header pipe, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, dude, that's no joke. That like, makes a heard, huge difference. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even like get up the hill in the yard. We were like, what's wrong with this thing? And then, you know, like a quick Google and there it was. That thing came out quick. But yeah, Josh was already like, oh, look, there's like a monoshock conversion and like finding all the all the cool stuff for it. So yeah, it's going to be bad.
1: if you look back at any of the pictures of the Hayden brothers, as they were growing up, like the stuff in their book and whatnot, you'll see various forms of PW fifties that Earl was clearly leaning on as the kids got faster. So you can get some ideas from old pictures right there.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. I might have to like do a little bit of research for sure. And the kids do the kids well set up. He's already got like a TTR 50 in there. He's got a little offset, like, kids so spoiled it's ridiculous (laughs) well that's the
1: one well one of the many advantages i would say uh of being the child of two racers (laughs) not one what's so how do you guys work training because clearly you're both in race ready shape and i know that doesn't just happen by accident and somebody's got to watch the kid right
2: yeah poor kid has to go to preschool a couple days a week so he's in preschool when we're home. And if not, you know, we sometimes just have to take turns, which is a bummer because obviously we like doing stuff together, but on days we don't have childcare, it might mean he goes for a ride and then I go for a ride later or, or however you do it. But you know, we're figuring out, we're definitely not spending like four and five hours a day on bicycles anymore, but we're doing like a lot more motocross and a lot more other stuff. So it all works out. And I'm getting really strong just from Like carrying a 40 pound kid around everywhere I go.
1: (laughs) That'll do it. Didn't I hear you guys got into tennis too? Are you still playing tennis pretty actively?
2: Josh is like obsessed with tennis, but he kind of goes through like phases. So he'll go through like a tennis phase and then he's in like a golf phase. And right now, thank God he's in a motocross phase. Cause like for me, tennis and golf is like a bit snoozy. (laughs) It's like not really my jam. So He's definitely in the sneezy. moto phase.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> Actually, when I was like pregnant with Hawk, I tried to go do a round of golf with him one time, and I think I made it to like the fourth hole. And I swear to God, I took an Uber home because I was like, "This is so boring. <laughs> I can't do this." I'm <laughs> going. You say, finish up. I'm out of here. <laughs> that
1: is awesome. You Ubered home in the middle of a round. <laughs> but only, go- only
0: golf and motocross can you dress that way in public and get away with it. The only two sports.
2: Yeah. I mean, Hawk keeps wearing his motocross clothes to school. So at some point, that won't be socially acceptable. Right now, I feel like it's super cute. I imagine if he's doing that when he's like 14, he's probably going to get made fun of.
0: Well, good for him. I think that was my Halloween costume from age 10 to 15. So every year, it was the easiest thing to find.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you already have it, right?
1: Well, Melissa, it's been an absolute treat talking to you as it always is. Look forward to seeing you at some of the races this year. Uh, Is there anybody, as we're getting near the end of our time, you want to say thank you to that you haven't already? Uh, We definitely want to give you a chance to mention any sponsors that are hooking you up currently.
2: Heck yeah. You know, Josh and I, of course, are going to be forever grateful to Yamaha for all they've done for our family and and for me now, the opportunities that I have working with Royal Enfield on this program, and then all the other all the other companies out there that just keep us going when we get the chance to ride, like Maxima, Dunlop, and all those guys. So, of course, we're super thankful to everyone that helps keep our moto lifestyle going. Well,
1: that's awesome. Former racer, current racer. I guess I shouldn't ever say former <laughs> about anyone in your family. It's uh, it's a never-ending <laughs> spectrum of racing well thanks again for joining us on pit pass today melissa it's been a been a treat and uh, we wish you best luck in all of your endeavors this year
2: thanks for having me guys
0: this week's pit pass trivia question was who is the world's fastest female racer and the answer of course is valerie thompson who set the record at 328.467 miles per hour, and she did that in 2018 on the Bub 7
1: Streamliner. Quite a vehicle. Yes, it was. That Team Bub is perennial favorites out there at the Bonneville. They had Chris Carr run the machine at one point, and they have had a lot of fast racers. I don't think that record's done yet.
0: Boy, that Valerie Thompson is something. Going that fast on that vehicle, on the salt, she's just amazing. She's a seven-time
1: record holder out at the salt flats. We look forward to her next events. Upcoming motorcycle news in the world of MotoGP. We are going to Portugal, April the 18th. Look forward to the season carrying on there. What do we got in the off-road world, Dave? April 10th is the first round of three rounds
0: in Atlanta at the Motor Speedway this year. They're not doing it inside a dome. They're actually doing it kind of like Daytona. They're doing it in an outdoor uh, venue and setting up the track now. So they'll return the 13th and then the 17th for three rounds. Look for that in Atlanta Motor Speedway.
1: Thank you again to Melissa Paris for joining us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog.
0: This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. I'm Dave. And I'm PJ. And we'll see you next week.